John and Sam in Japan, the international comedy podcast. Theme tune time. Let's go, John. John and Sam in Japan. John and Sam in Japan. John and Sam in Japan. I told you there's no way I'm singing. Come on. John and Sam in Japan. John and Sam in Japan. Yeah. John and Sam in Japan. Never gonna happen. And put your clothes back on, it's just weird. Ah, never! John and Sam in Japan, the international comedy podcast. Welcome to the show. Here's John. And here's Sam. And this is John and Sam in Japan. The international podcast. International comedy podcast, even. Hey, it's been a while, it's been a while since I've messed that up. <laughs> Episode, what, 10 million? <laughs> <laughs> Something like that, ten million and seven, I think. <laughs> Should we start again, or sh- we just pass that? Oh, definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> what have you been up to this week? Um, well, it was half term, so I took my daughter to stay in a hotel, which turned out to be not as nice as I. Well, not as nice as it looked on the internet. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> some good marketing then. Yeah. Oh, I mean, if if you like your food microwaved, that's the place to go. <laughs> Lukewarm showers. Yep, that's your place. <laughs> Faulty towers, by the sounds yeah. of it. Drug dealers using Nokia phones still. Yep, that's the place. <laughs> uh, uh, did you manage to sell a lot? <laughs> yeah. No, it was just uh, even the even the bed was broken. I was gutted. Um, so where just, were you? A place called Lee. Uh, in the north, near near Manchester. I'd taken her to the Sea Life Centre and to Trafford Centre for the day out. And I decided we were going to stay somewhere with a pool so she could have a bit of a swim. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and it just... Yeah, it was just... I think it was classed as three stars. <laughs> um, uh, I, don't know, I don't know if I'd give <laughs> them three ad- stars. They awarded themselves two of them. <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> Or they just added all the one-star reviews on uh, Amazon together. <laughs> oh, <whatever>. TripAdvisor. <laughs> a little bit like our iTunes reviews. Yeah. <laughs> Seven <you>? stars. <laughs> yeah. I don't, well, have you ever stayed in a crap hotel? <laughs> well, I don't want to disparage the north of England, but one time I uh, went with some friends and we stayed in Blackpool. And the, the place we stayed in, I'm certain that it didn't meet any of the regulations that it should have. <laughs> it had a communal shower. And when I was going to bed one night, I walked past it and some bloke had left his shower kind of cubicle door open and he was literally just pissing into the drain. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that place left a little bit to be desired. So what's on today's show? Well, we've got a whole load of stuff. We have uh, Pants on Fire's back, uh, Burning Question. We've got some musical comedy from Ruben VM. He's back again, uh, does a lot of music for the show, so thanks to him. Uh, and a whole lot more. But of course, first, this. This is JNSNJ News. Time for some news. John, what have you got for us? Okay, so I've got a story that was sent to us by a listener, Pete. To be honest, the headline basically sums up the entire story very nicely. Antarctic scientist stabs colleague who kept telling him endings of books he was reading. (laughs) 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 I mean, before we even go into this story, do you think he deserves it? (laughs) 
yeah, yeah. I know whose side I'm on in this. <laughs> <laughs> so it says, uh, avid readers Sergei Savitsky, 55 years old, and Oleg Belaguzov, 52, were based in a remote outpost in Antarctica when the alleged, alleged attack happened. Uh, he plunged a kitchen knife into his colleague as he was fed up with the man telling him the endings of books, say his investigators. <laughs> so how long do you think that they've been together? And he's finally snapped. Well, how, long, how long do you think it's been? Well, like, you mean how long had they been like uh, camping in the, what was it, Arctic, Antarctic? Yeah, so they're scientists and they've been put in some remote outpost. How, how long do you think they've been together, just well, the two of them? he must have... It must have been quite snap. a long time if it's if it's multiple books. So I'm going to say, I'm going to go like 10 months. Right, well, it says, uh, Savitsky and Belogusov would pass the lonely hours during their four harsh years together in a remote house. By <laughs> 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 reading. Uh, however, he became angry after Belogusov kept telling him the endings it's been claimed. <laughs> the victim is now in intensive care. Oh my God! Death. He's in intensive care with a knife injury to his heart. Oh, my. Um, oh so he really went for him. Not yeah. in the bum or anything like that. No. Wow. So he says he was flown from Russia's Bellinghausen Research Station on George Island to Chile following the alleged attack. Wow. So, yeah, so I didn't realise that Russia would have research scientist posts down in Antarctica. Obviously the Arctic, but uh, yeah, in Antarctica. Uh, he's the uh, Savitsky's back home in St. Petersburg under house arrest. It is believed to be the first time a man has been charged with a murder bid in Antarctica. There we go. Yeah, I bet it is. <laughs> so, uh, what do you uh, have you ever had anything ruined for you? Well, I was about to say, should we bring up the ele- should we bring up the massive elephant in the room? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if, should I just uh, say before before we start this? Should I just say the reason I got the idea to do this was because um, when I was in high school, one of our friends went to the cinema to watch The Usual Suspects, and this is back in the days. Spoiler before, alert! Uh, yeah, before anybody had uh, mobile phones, and it was like a Friday night, and I was at my mum's house, and I got mum said, "Oh, your your friend Andy's on the phone," and I picked up the phone. He went, "Ah, yeah." He said, "It's the guy with the gammy leg," and they just hung up. And he did it to all of us. <laughs> Just, <laughs> so when I watched Popular the usual man, suspects, I'm sure. yeah, when I watched the usual suspects uh, years later, it was ruined for me. Even though I do think it's a brilliant film, although now that Kevin Spacey's turned out to be a to be a what, you love it even more. Well, no, I'll never watch it again now. <laughs> <laughs> After tonight, um, yeah. So, well, so John did a similar thing to me, dear listeners. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if you haven't seen the Force Awakens Star Wars film, then please cover your ears. But uh, yeah, well, I, did, I hadn't <laughs> seen it. John went to see it with some other friends. And John, why don't you tell everyone the, uh, the Facebook and uh, Twitter message you put on? <laughs> it was so for New Year's, I said... Uh... Here's to a great year and to all the people we've lost, including Han Solo, who was killed by his son, Kylo Ren. (laughs) (laughs) I got actually people mailing me going, oh, happy new year. You are an absolute bastard. (laughs) (laughs) I was livid. I was unnaturally angry about it. (laughs) I think because Han Solo is like such a beloved childhood hero, (laughs) completely, 
distraught. Yeah, the reason I spoiled The Force Awakens is because you didn't want to go to the cinema to watch it, and so I thought I would uh, save you Kylo renting it out on DVD. <laughs> God. I'm thinking everyone who's listening who doesn't like Star Wars is probably switched off by now. <laughs> so let's let's get back to the original story, which was the two guys in the Antarctic, one of them stabbed their mate. To be fair, I think in that situation, stabbing your friend over spoiling the end of a book... It's a bit cold. Hey, there we go. That was J and S in J News. Pants on fire, you're a liar, you're no. Okay, and now it's time for Pants on Fire. Uh, this episode, Sam's going to tell me a story, and using my powers of deduction, I'm going to try and find out if it's true or if it's just complete bullshit. So go on then, Sam, regale me with a tale. <laughs> Last week, I got uh, I in sort of inherited a piano that I didn't want. Right. Uh, as your missus let you keep it. Well, yeah, she's she's more keen on keeping it than I am. Right. And so inherited as somebody died. Well, no. So obviously being in Japan, sometimes there can be language mistakes. And this was one of those times. So we went over to one of Kazuko's, she calls them a relative's house. And I don't really know how they're re- related. Right. Uh, but and they were they had a piano that they were trying to get rid of. And the right. lady asked me, if we would like the piano for my son so he could have it in the house. And I kind of tried to reject the offer, but in Japanese, you can't reject the offer directly. You have to kind of go around the houses a little bit. And apparently I didn't go around the houses quite enough and the piano is being delivered next weekend. <laughs> um, right. And what? How big is it? Is it like a proper piano or is it just like a keyboard? No, it's the proper wooden piano not not like a grand piano but like one yeah. of those upright ones you know yeah yeah that yeah and where are you uh, dark put it? um well you know my house in the kind of playroom bit by the window there's right. a lot of uh a lot of noah's toys there at the moment so we're going to move those out of the way and put it there right does kesko want noah to play the piano no because sh- uh, she played the piano she, she she played the piano when she was young, so she right. probably still is pretty good. That's why she's keener. There's a piano right. at her mum's house. Right. Um, so, yeah, she, uh, she's not sort of said she really, really wants Noah to play the piano, but I think she'd like him to. Right. It's cool. I'd like him to as well, but it's just don't really have a space for a massive piano. <laughs> no. You could, well, you turn him into the next Liberace. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, we, we dress him like that anyway. <laughs> Um, well, knowing you and your ability to of Japanese and just how if you don't want something to happen, it just very rarely does. Uh, I think <laughs> I, I think uh, Kazuko would have two black eyes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I think there's no way you'd just accept a piano unless you wanted it. 
<laughs> You're right. I'm, it is. Hey, is that the first time I've won or caught you out? <laughs> yeah, 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 you did well. <laughs> Pants on fire. <laughs> Tokyo's finest tattoo artist Miss Funky is here at my studio here in Kichijoji. I specialize in tattoo for foreigners who know what they want. With Tokyo hosting the 2020 Olympics, the government knows lots of tattoo foreigners will be coming here, so the rules regarding tattoos will have to be relaxed. So if you live in Tokyo, this is the perfect time to get yourself a full sleeve. Or have your back completely covered with a dragon, like a real member of the Yakuza. Miss Funky, I never refuse to ink, no matter how crazy it seems to a Japanese. Yo, Johnny McBee and Sammy OT, two prints took a shit over a cup of tea. Probably a spot of milk and a crumpet, please. But someone else cooking in the kitchen. Could someone answer the burning question? Okay, and now it's time for the burning question. Has anyone been in touch, Sam? Uh, yeah, we've had a few people get in touch.、Uh, actually, this first one, it wasn't from a burning question, but I、uh, didn't know really where to put it in the show, so I thought here's good as anywhere.、Uh, last episode, we were talking about、uh, our kids' teeth. And Matt、oh. from America got in touch and he said,、uh, talking about his, his kids' teeth, he said, I used to keep a fair number of my kids' teeth in a kangaroo scrotum purse. <laughs> so I, don't, I, just, I don't really know what, what, what I'm, I'm just speechless.、Um, <laughs> uh, he said, I then got wild drunk on a slow work day and made a clay head and lined its gums with my children's teeth. <laughs> I, I was intending this to be a conversation piece in the, dis, in the English language discussion room for the day. <laughs> absolutely insane. He said,、uh, I forgot it overnight and the staff threw it in the garbage. <laughs> He said, It still hurts, it still hurts to this day. <laughs> I can't believe the staff just threw away a clay head with human teeth. Surely you'd think, oh, that obviously belongs to someone. It's not like a,、yeah. it's not like a crisp wrapper or something, is it? Yeah, but if, you, if you're a, a young, let's say, a young member of staff walking through a dark office with all the lights turned off and you saw a clay head with human teeth, <laughs> children's teeth. petrified. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>、uh, so, yeah, thanks for getting in touch, Matt.、Uh, <laughs> yeah. Also, we had an email in from Rod from Australia. This one is about a previous burning question. The question was, What is the most danger you've ever been in?、Uh, Rod <laughs> says,、uh, he, uh, Rod is a stand up comedian too. We actually featured him on the show、uh, not so long ago. So, if you、uh, want to find out more about his stuff, check our back catalogue,、uh, John and Sam in Japan.com. Uh, he said, I was walking back to my car after a gig a few years ago when I saw a guy in the shadows wearing a hoodie and carrying what looked like a truncheon. 
I thought I was about to get mugged or at least beaten up. Then my apparent attacker emerged from the shadows and I saw that he was just a man carrying some groceries and that his truncheon was in fact a large cucumber that he was about to take a bite out of. (laughs) (laughs) That's still quite scary. Well, I I think if someone's walking along the street eating a cucumber, they're not (laughs) quite sane, are they? (laughs) No, I I ate cucumbers. Yeah, I'd be... I'd be very wary of that person. <laughs> Although this, if if uh, we have some listeners from Japan uh, or Japanese li- listeners, this might seem strange to them because cucumbers in Japan are, are about ten to fifteen centimeters long and are about as wide as a sausage. <laughs> <laughs> we are talking about cucumbers here in Japan, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> Trust you to lower the tone. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you'd do well to. Uh, to mug someone with one of them. Uh, anyway, this <laughs> I mean, episode you do well. You do well to mug someone with a normal cucumber. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking he's, you know, he's insane. I wasn't scared about the fact that he might actually stab me with a cucumber. I was more worried that he's actually insane, and the cucumber might lead to something else. <laughs> oh. Worried slash excited. Yeah, the film Death Wish would be a bit uh, rubbish if uh, his wife and kids were attacked by people with cucumbers and then he decided to go around the city just shooting people. <laughs> Cucumber murderer. <laughs> anyway. So this episode's burning question is... And now Halloween's finished, it seems slightly uh, delayed... We were talking about Halloween last time, so we said let's do a Halloween burning question. And the burning question is, what is the craziest Halloween experience that you've ever had? So we had a a, a mail from uh, Chris who said he was at a party dressed as a vampire and he walked into the kitchen to find his girlfriend kissing another vampire. And she then pretended to say that she thought it was him, even though their costumes were completely different. (laughs) (laughs) you suck on my girlfriend's blood get rid of that joke (laughs) (laughs) well yeah she played she played him like a sucker (laughs) yeah that's much better (laughs) i hope he wasn't too cross (laughs) (laughs) she said it was a it was a mistake (laughs) 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 Uh, how about for you? Oh, I think I, oh, I think you've outpunned me there. Um, <laughs> well, I don't. I I had a real good think about it, and I couldn't really think of any times like crazy experiences. But once when I was about maybe uh, eleven or twelve years old, we went trick or treating, me and a few friends, and we knocked on the door of this quite big house. And a man, I guess he was like thirty or forty, he opened the door. Uh, and his wife was there, and he also had a large, quite terrifying dog. Uh, I can't remember the breed. And we said, uh, trick or treat. And he just looked straight at us and said, trick. And he was quite an intimidating guy. And our our trick was uh, eggs and flour. <laughs> Very unimaginative. <laughs> so uh, we just sort of looked at him and then looked at each other. And then just poured the flour onto his kind of just just inside his front door just very gently and dropped an egg on it and uh, he just the whole time just stared at us pretty much in silence and then we left it was like just awkward trick-or-treating oh and he didn't let the dog on you 
No, no, he just stood there and watched. Oh, I'd have taken a chainsaw to you. That's awful. <laughs> he asked for the trick. As soon as I saw, if I said trick or treat, as soon as I saw a kid holding an egg, I'm like, what are you going to do with that? And then I just let the dog on him. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I guess he knew that that would probably be a criminal offence. Well, no, I just say, oh, the dog just, I opened the door and he, the dog just ran out and <laughs> happened to maul the boy who was threatening to egg my house. <laughs> <laughs> well, this guy's, obviously, his bark was far worse than his bite. We're rubbish. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what about you? Uh, yeah, well, I couldn't really think of one. And then I had, I remembered, uh, I was once at a Halloween uh, party, like in a pub. It was just like, it must have been Halloween night, but. They had like a apple bobbing thing at the front, and this one girl who was dressed up as a, I think it was like a sexy devil or something, she was doing apple bobbing, and she bit it, and then some of the apple must have got stuck in her throat, so she started choking, and so the guy who was like running it kind of ran behind her, and I don't think he had proper medical training, but he tried to do like the Heimlich manoeuvre, and he ended up just squeezing her stomach, and then she just like projectile vomited all over like the front of the. the oh my uh, god! The stair. Oh, it was awful. It's just ruined, completely ruined the apple bobbing. Yeah, he, he he was there just having to like mop up sick. Yeah. But uh, that, that was quite horrific. You could say it was not so much a Heimlich as a Heimsick manoeuvre. <laughs> Okay, and now time for some musical comedy. Uh, this episode we're featuring a song by Ruben VM. He helps a lot with making music for this show. You can find his stuff on YouTube on A Comediaki. And this song is called I Love My Country, a patriotic song for all countries. I think you'll enjoy this. Um, so, so like I said, I'm, I, I, I'm not really from New Zealand. It's a complicated relationship I have with, with my country. Because um, I was born in, in Holland. And, um, and so when I was four, I moved to New Zealand. So I never really felt part of either, either country. Although in New Zealand, people you know, treated me you know, no differently than um, you know, everyone else. Just probably because I'm white. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> which is great. Which is great. Definitely helps. I, I, I just, I, when I was um, 17, I wasn't allowed to play in my high school basketball team because I was considered an import. Because, you know, the, the, the Dutch... Basketball prodigy is coming out of uh, out of Holland. <laughs> um, so and I just have a weird relationship with, with uh, uh, patriotism and stuff. However, you know, it, it does seem to be quite popular patriotism. Um, <laughs> and I thought, well, you know, maybe I can you know cash in on this. So I uh, I wrote a uh, patriotic song for everybody. Yay! This is a, a song for everyone can enjoy. my country what a great country it's the best country I love my country got this feeling down deep inside my chest is bursting with pride I, I feel so lucky to be from this specific country I love my country what a great country better than other countries other countries can blow me 
often mistake me for being from a neighboring country. I'm highly offended. I'm not some stupid inbred. I love my country, so I hate that country. It's a stupid country. Screw that country. My country is so unique. It's more unique than other countries. I'm proud to be a citizen, and I, I hate immigrants. I love my country. Out of my country, ruining my country. This used to be such a good country. We're good at our national sport. We have lots of natural resources, and our women are so beautiful. And foreigners are trying to steal them all. I love my country. What a great country. I don't know why I'm so angry. Cause nobody wants to sleep with me. I love my country. What a great country, I think we can all agree that we all hate Moldovia. Fuck Moldovia. Ruben VM there, great song, love that great as always uh, so that just leaves me to say thanks for everyone who's got involved with the show we can't make the show without people getting in touch so uh, we appreciate it when you do uh, of course uh, thanks also to Itsuki Naka uh, she's been the voice of loads of the uh, ads you've been hearing over the last few months she's very funny she also uh, was featured on the show so if you want to see her stuff go to our website johnandsaminjapan.com and you can find out more about her she runs a couple of shows in Tokyo too comedy shows so uh, if you want to go and see her perform or see the shows she runs check out our website johnandsaminjapan.com said that twice probably didn't need to <laughs> and also Ruben uh, Ruben VM you can find all of the links to his stuff at <laughs> our website johnandsaminjapan.com said that three times now <laughs> Um, uh, and Okomodiaki uh, Google it John alright and uh, next episode's burning question because we've been talking about hotels what's the worst hotel you've ever stayed in um, yes give us five stars and tell all your friends and family and your enemies and if you have any burning questions or you want to submit your own comedy or your own news stories please get in touch johnasaminjapan.com anything else uh, no I think that's all okay Catch you later. Jonas, I'm in Japan.